This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. Hello, football fans, and welcome to the Onside Kick. My name is Ricky Widmer, and as always, I'm joined by the Mark Weber. Dub them ease. And we got a jam-packed show here, Mark. We got some topics here in football. We're actually getting to real football. Almost. We're almost at real football. Well, I mean, preseason injuries is what we're talking about this week. And then a starter got named for the Houston Texans. That's a a thing. If if you saw the thumbnail on YouTube, you listen on SoundCloud, you see the name of this podcast, the biggest story that happened this weekend. And to me, I was coming home from vacation. I was at Comic-Con in Chicago. And... I saw on Twitter as we were coming home, we were at like an oasis just eating food. And I'm like, wait, why is Jordy Nelson trending on Twitter? And I clicked it and I went, holy shit, he tore his ACL. Done. Done. And that that affects so much. For those of you who remember when we did our uh, our draft for for this, <laughs> uh, it was cast. a video cast, in fact, for the onside kick. Mm-hmm. You would recognize the fact that we drafted Jordy Nelson and we were excited to have Jordy Nelson as a part of our team even though the Packers suck Mm -hmm. Uh, we were really happy about that and yeah now it's gone and now everything is awful and we hate our lives well I mean we did drop him but we did to me I think and this is just getting right into the topic at hand is this is a bigger like Green Bay Packer fans you should be a little worried at the news that Jordy Nelson, because I know right after the game, I was like, well, we don't know. Okay, we don't know anything yet. It could be just a little tweak. Then today, Monday, Packer said, you know what? He's done. It's an ACL. He's going to miss the entire season because they're not going to bring him. They're not going to rush him back. He's done for the year. And if I'm Green Bay fans, I'm hitting that panic button just a little bit because he's your main guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's tough. It really is. Obviously, when you have Aaron Rodgers, you're not worried about much of anything because you have Aaron Rodgers. But you kind of fall into a situation, uh, you know, reminiscent of Peyton Manning's time in Indianapolis, Brett Favre's time for the Packers, where, man, do you have a good team. Man, are you going to get to the playoffs? You'll probably get far in the playoffs, Mm -hmm. but you're not going to win the Super Bowl because there will be a better team. And we said this before when we talked about the Packers weeks ago. Packers have a great Aaron Rodgers. And they have good other players, too. But they're not the best team in the NFL. There are better teams. Emphasis on team. Well, And I mean, I know a lot of Green Bay fans right away are going to hit the comment section hard. They're saying, we got Randall Cobb. No, not Randall Cobb. They're going to say, well, what about Devonta Adams? Who cares about Devonta Adams? Because he's the guy who, obviously, Randall Cobb is now your number one. Devonta Adams moves up to that. Number two, wide receiver spot. Yeah, you got cor- like uh, Corliss. They're high about Richard Rogers is supposed to be a sleeper, but those are tight ends. To me, I feel like without Jordy Nelson, the Packers take a huge step back. And I'm not saying like huge step back to where oh they're going to miss the playoff. Yeah, it's still a playoff team. I'm Aaron saying Rodgers is there. I'm saying huge step back to where. I know we were going to get to this last week, and Packer fans, I do not mean to break your hearts a week earlier, 
But next week, we're planning to do our Super Bowl predictions. And I will tell you guys this now. The Packers were originally my NFC champion. Without Jordy Nelson, they're probably going to... They could... They can still be good enough to maybe be the second best team in the conference, but they could be a one and done team or a done in the first game kind of a team where mm-hmm. they lose in the something, divisional round. Something Packer fans are getting used to nowadays. Uh, ever since that Super Bowl win, the the thing that's tough. First of all, as a Chicago Bears fan, I need to make a statement here that's probably going to upset some people. The Green Bay Packers and the Chicago Bears are in the same spot right now, pretty much. Not that great of a defense. Number one wide receiver's not there. And a bunch of guys who are number twos, number threes trying to step the, up. The I'm only, not comparing Aaron Rodgers to Jay Cutler. No, the Don't only get that. difference I will say with that mm-hmm. is the Packers, even though you may say, well, their defense isn't their strong point because it's obviously their offense, the Packers have done a much better job forming and building their team the right way. Whereas they've the been ba- trying to do it for, where, for a while. Yeah. Whereas the Bears, well, the Packers have had draft class after draft class of like, okay, the same coach, the same mm. GM. The pa- or the Bears, it just seems like after three years, you get new cooks in the kitchen, and one the ones that were Italian specialists making spaghetti. No, 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 screw that. We're bringing guys in that can Mm -hmm. cook hamburgers. For sure. That's what it feels like. I'm just saying that they're in the same situation where the best guys are not on the field anymore. And you need, you have these guys trying to to play up. You know, you have guys who are Mm -hmm. trying to fill in these big roles. It's not going to work out well. The Packers have a better defense than the Bears do. Um, I don't think the Packers defense is anything too special, even though Packers fans will probably yell at me for saying that. Well, I mean, Uh, they've got. I mean, they got some. They got some good stuff. Peppers is bad. That. BJ Raji's a good nose tackle. Clay Matthews is good. They got Haha Clinton Dix in the secondary. They picked up the Demarius Randall from ASU, who's supposed to be good. They're a team that's well coached and well drafted, and they have Aaron Rodgers. It's kind of hard well, to not win games when you. When I you don't want to give Mike McCarthy too much credit. He's oh, not no. that good of a no. coach. They, they, they struck He's gold. He's a competent coach. They struck gold with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers makes Mike McCarthy look amazing yep. out there. And uh, they same kind, thing he did with Joe Philbin. And they kind of struck gold with um, Eddie Lacy. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Jordy Nelson. Did anyone think Jordy Nelson was going to be a number one receiver in this league? He is when he's got Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball mm-hmm. to him for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting. I think Randall Cobb's. Uh, Randall Cobb's Randall Cobb will look pretty good as he usually. I mean, he usually looks really good, but I think he'll mm-hmm. take a step back now that he gets more attention. Um, whether Adams or if they pick somebody else up, Adam, if they start looking Adams for someone else, is going to be the key. He's going to be the key cog in this Packers offense because, like you said, now that Jordy's gone, he, Cobb's just going to get most of the attention. That's mm-hmm. how it's going to work. And because of that, Adams needs to be, hey, you know what? If Cobb's double covered, throw it to me. I will catch it. I will make the plays. I wonder if the Packers, this is a hard thing to say. It's a hard thing for them to do. I wonder if they run the ball 57, 58% of the time. Do they start becoming a power running team? Because, yes, you have Aaron Rodgers, but if Randall Cobb is double covered, if Adams gets the best corner on the team on him, who are you going to throw the ball to? 
You know, you're going to, it's not that Aaron Rodgers can't do it. It's not that these receivers can't catch the ball, but when they're just getting all the attention, you kind of forced to run the ball more. And I wonder if the Packers, you know, the, the coaching staff right now is thinking, all right, maybe we feature Eddie Lacy a little bit more. Maybe we become mm-hmm. that NFC North bruising running team the way the Lions and the Bears are supposed to be. The Vikings have Adrian Peterson. They can do whatever they want. Yeah. But I just, I just wonder if they go for that instead, which I know sounds like something you can't do because you have Aaron Rodgers, but you might have to. And mm-hmm. doesn't Aaron Rodgers become more effective in that case? That's why they won a Super Bowl because they had a running game. That's why Eddie Lacy makes people think they are mm-hmm. going to win another Super Bowl. Uh, I, I don't know. I say run the ball more, a lot more now because I don't – I like Randall Cobb fine. I don't care about anybody else. Once again, Packer fans, feel free to yell at me. But it's just, I don't see anything here that makes me excited. What I do see, though, are games against the Chicago Bears, games against the Kansas City – well, a game against the Kansas City Chiefs, the Rams, the Chargers – Games against the Vikings and the Lions. These games. I'm excited now as a Viking fan. These games that were kind of, yeah, the Packers are going to win. Now are, well, I don't know about that. Somebody might might do something here. Hey, because as a Viking fan, worried about uh, Jordy Nelson making Trey Waynes look like shit, but I don't think Randall Cobb can do that. Probably not. I think Trey Waynes can uh, stick with Randall. He won't get, you know, he won't get blown by in coverage (laughs) like he did in week one of the preseason. And I mean, to be honest, I don't even think that uh, that Trey Waynes gets stuck on the number one wide receiver. But that's just a joke at how bad our number Mm. one pick has been this preseason. But it it kind of makes me think, and this is me as a Vikings fan, and kind of why we titled the podcast what we did was. Not only does this Jordy Nelson injury hurt the Packers' playoffs overall, like I said, they were, if Jordy Nelson's there, season one, Packers are my Super Bowl pick to be in for the NFC. I still don't know who I'm going to actually pick for the Super Bowl. I do. But now that Jordy Nelson's not there, like I said, they take a step back. Even in the division, do I still think they have the talent to win the division? Yes. Let's not go say anything that we can't take back because it's documented on the internet. But I do feel like as a Vikings fan, okay, cool. Teddy Bridgewater's been playing well. We get AP back. We can take one of those games, if not two. I honestly think, and like I said, we're not, we're, we're kind of, you know, we're definitely pressing on this, but like we keep saying, the Packers are still a playoff team, but they go from a 13, 14 win team mm-hmm. To 10 wins? 10 wins is fine. 10 wins is respectable. You can win a Super Bowl if you get mm-hmm. 10. You can win a Super Bowl if you get 9. You know, we do it. We see it happen. The Packers have seen it happen. But I think 10 wins is probably justifiable now. Because like I said, I already had them losing to the Seahawks. But now they might split with the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Now they might split with the Lions. I want to say they might split with the Bears, but I'm getting my hopes up a little bit. Um a Chargers team can beat them now, which I didn't think the Chargers would beat them really before. Broncos can beat them. You know, the and Rams. And you maybe. are not high on the Broncos. Let's I'm just not. Say that. I think they're a playoff team, but I'm not excited about the Broncos. They're, you know, Peyton Manning's mm-hmm. got to call it a career eventually, and everybody around him has left. Uh, so I don't know. Very, very interesting here. Um, 
I do. I will say though, as a pack or as a Bears fan, for the Packers, looking at the Packers, only losing Jordy Nelson's pretty nice compared to losing your first round pick, Kevin White. Yeah. All Sean Jeffrey. Who knows what's going on with this guy and Marquise Wilson now too. Mm-hmm. He he got hurt. Too. Wilson's down too. He hurt his hammy. Ooh. He he kept running. He didn't catch the ball because he uh, was not fast enough, and then he came back limping on mm-hmm. that on that hammy. And yeah, it made me cry a little bit. So one single tear, as one, two, and three are no longer in the game for Bears wide receivers. Well, and another thing, and this kind of goes off into, I mean, we could bring this into. The second thing we were going to talk about on today's podcast was Kelvin Benjamin also tore his ACL. And the Packers, going back to the Jordan Nelson, maybe bringing the Panthers a little bit in the same vein as Jordan Nelson goes down. You could say, okay, Devontae Adams, you're number two. Or you can say, hey, we are going to go to free agency. We're going to get a veteran wide receiver. And right now I am looking at the ESPN Insider free agent tracker, mm-hmm. and I'm just scrolling down. And these are based, sorted off of Bill Polian's grade for them during the offseason. The first name that still is unsigned by a team, according to this ESPN list, Sonsenbacher. Ah, uh, yeah. You know then I you love have, that Dane Sonsenbacher. <laughs> then you have Donnie Avery. Then you have Vincent Brown, Drew Davis, Kirk or Chris Durham, mm-hmm. you have Derek Hagan. These aren't names, Jarrell uh, Jernigan. These yep. aren't names of guys that are like, okay, cool, let me bring them on. Well, I hold on, though. Dane Sonsenbacher's out there. If anybody, <sighs> does anybody remember those those highlight reel plays out of the Ohio State University? <laughs> Terrell Pryor with, with looked the like Bears? a good quarterback, you know? Or with the Bears? Or with the Bears. He, I think he caught a ball or two. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, Dane Sonsenbacher made Terrell Pryor look real good. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and say that. No, I, I think here's the here's the thing. Because for the Packers, people are yelling at us right now because we said Randall, Randall Cobb's just good. He's not great. Oh, um, here's another one I didn't think of. Mm-hmm. Wes Welker. There Does he go. become a Packer? But see, the problem for that is Wes Welker and Randall Cobb are the same thing. They're both short guys who are slot receivers. You don't need Jordy two Nel- slot receivers. Jordy Nelson's not that tall, is he? Jordy Nelson's six foot three. Is he? Yeah, he's a tall okay. guy. He's not huge, but he's tall. He's it's, taller than Wes Welker. You're going to have these guys who... you. Yeah, you're right. He's 6'3". Yeah, when you have Randall Cobb <laughs> and Wes Welker both under six feet, that doesn't help out. Yeah, it would work, mm-hmm. and you know you got some good hands out there, and Randall Cobb's got awesome speed. That's nice, but when you just put them up against big, you know, corners, it just... Even if you put a linebacker on there, a linebacker mm-hmm. just smacks him and he falls to the ground because he's only 5'10". I don't know. It, like I said, Randall Cobb, he's still going to have 1,000 yards, 1,000-plus yards. But you go from having, you know, nearly thirty uh, nearly 2,500 yards out of these guys to now you only have 1,000-yard receiver. Well, and I'm telling you, you know what team has to kind of feel like they just took the hidden, the diamond in the rough away from both the Panthers and the Packers right now? The Pates. The Patriots. Yep. They go ahead and just, to me, pull a smoke screen of, hey, you know what? The Panthers uh, need a wide receiver. Yet while they're thinking about whether or not they want to sign a free agent, let's uh, add some more heat to the 
mm-hmm. New England Indianapolis rivalry and bring Reggie Wayne on. Takes a physical Monday, signs with the Patriots. Yeah, that's good. And Reggie Wayne is happy about it, I'm sure, too. He plays with another great quarterback. He got another shot at uh, one last shot, I should say, mm-hmm. at getting the uh, one more ring on his finger. Um, it's it's bad when you're when you're the Panthers and Cam Newton has nobody to throw to. Not that that's something Cam Newton's not used to. Yeah, but he's got nobody to throw to. Cam Newton's not going to have a good season. The Panthers are not going to have a good season. The Packers are going to have a fine season, but they're not going to have a Super Bowl season. You know that's the that's the problem for them. Yes, it's a better problem to have than the than the Panthers, but it's just it's sad. I mean, the Chicago Bears oh, are the, the same Pan- position. The Panthers looked absolutely horrible mm-hmm. in that, and I'm talking just the wide receivers looked absolutely horrible. Yeah. in their last preseason oh, yeah. game, I, I mentioned you know the Panthers and the Bears because I think their wide receiver core is mm-hmm. a similar thing now, where it's just you just have these guys that are just not. They're good. They're, I mean, they're NFL quality players. They can play in the NFL, but they're just not good enough to beat anybody. Mm-hmm. You're not going to win with these guys. These are the problems I say you have when you have uh, like your number one and number two pick, Marcus Mariota, number two, and uh, Jameis Winston at number one. Yeah, these could be good quarterbacks, but we're not going to see anything out of them because they have no one to throw the ball to. Why did Blake Bortles do so poorly? Last season, he's got nobody to throw the ball to. Derek Carr, he could be good. We don't know because he's got no one to throw the ball to. A reason why Teddy Bridgewater looks better than these guys, now he has Adrian Peterson, but he had people to throw the ball to. He's got Mike Wallace out there. He's got... He uh, had Greg Jennings last year. Not that that's anything to be too excited about. Jennings hasn't been... Kyle Rudolph's pretty good tight end. Mm -hmm. You know, these guys look better when they have people around them. And I mean that uh, you're for, not going to have that. I want to say the first and even maybe the second preseason game, he was doing that without AP. Mm-hmm. AP isn't even. I, okay, I get it. It's preseason. Let's pump the brakes a little bit. Yeah, let's let's calm the Bridgewater MVP talk. Yeah, but I mean, it's good to see. You want to see your team perform well in the preseason because it gives you a. A little bit of hope for the season. Like, I'm going to throw uh-huh. your team out there. Yeah. When I saw that clip of Jay Cutler lowering his shoulder, oh, I love barreling a guy at the goal line, yeah. But the first thing I thought of is, if you're going to play like that, Jay, you're not going to make it all 16 games. Jay's always played like that. Jay's always and that's why like that. he doesn't make it every 16, all 16 games. That's well, what I'm saying. That And the fact that he's never had a good offensive line. But, yeah, I mean, he's always put. That's one thing I did. Side note, I did find it funny. I, I saw so many headlines of, like, Jay Cutler becomes a bruiser. Like, things like that. Like, Jay Cutler doing what he's <laughs> never done before. I'm like, have you guys seen Jay Cutler play? The guy, well, it was uh, Gay on the Steelers. Took him out mm-hmm. a couple years ago. You know, whatever. Headlines. Well, like, um, I mean, just the comparison. Cam Newton, this last preseason game against Miami. Cam Newton's going to be forced to four, take people out. Four of ten, 42 yards, and an INT. Yeah, not good. Whereas you had Teddy Bridgewater, 10 of 14, 89 yards, and a touchdown against the Raiders. And Johnson, Charles Johnson, has just been a surprise for... Me as a mm-hmm. Viking fan, four receptions, 40 yards. He had a touchdown. Then you had Asiata and McKinnon out of the backfield. Like I said, AP didn't even play in that game because mm-hmm. AP doesn't have to play. Here's a question I'm going to throw out to you, either about Benjamin or Jordy. Take your pick. Mm-hmm. 
Do we see either of these guys next year bounce back from this injury kind of like AP did? No, not like Adrian Peterson, but I mean, you're going to see... Because this is now an era where ACL injury doesn't mean you are done. Like, did you oh, see, wow. You are you watching Hard Knocks? When, uh, I forget the guy's name because he's a rookie. Uh, Was that the one where... From the Texans who got the ACA Yeah, where injury. Vrabel said, wow, he's going to be the first one to get injured, and he tore his ACL. I don't remember that exactly, but he did tear his ACL. I assume it's the same guy. It was the guy uh, who got injured his on, name. The on Hard Knocks. Return. And he got... In episode one, he got injured on the kick return. Sure. Sounds good. Okay. <laughs> but uh, what, what I'm bringing up is the fact that uh, Bill O'Brien says, this isn't the old days. Guys bounce back from ACL injuries all the time. Mm-hmm. It's not a career ender. He yeah. will be fine. He'll be here next year. That's the same. That's the thing with Calvin Benjamin. That's the thing with, Ra- uh, not Randall Cobb, Jordy Nelson. These guys are both, both going to be fine. They're going to come back. Jordy Nelson's going to have yet another 1,500-yard season because – it's got Aaron Rodgers throwing in the ball, so it's why just, not? I maybe it's because of how medicine is. We understand the body more now than we ever had. It just an ACL injury doesn't mean like Bill Bryson, It doesn't mean you're done for yeah, your career. Exactly. It just I, means you're done for the season. Now, with that being said, I don't AP think Kelvin took it Benjamin, to another level. Well, yeah, I don't think Kelvin Benjamin's going to come back as strong as Jordy Nelson. Because the Panthers are just aren't that as good of a team. Mm-hmm. There needs to be support around well, that. Well, and it goes on work ethic, too. Sure, but still, I mean, one guy can only do so much. Why is Randall Cobb not going to blow up and have, you know, 1,600 yards? Mm-hmm. Because he's just going to be absolutely drowned in yeah. coverage. Same thing for Calvin Benjamin if they don't get a good second receiver. Mm-hmm. And they're working on it. They are working on it. They're trying some things out. You know, through the draft, free agency, they're working on it. But it's going to be interesting. My my thing I wonder about the Panthers, obviously they're not calling it. You know, they're not saying, all right, well, let's look to 2016. Mm-hmm. But in for the Panthers and for fans of the Panthers, are they sitting there going, man, we have some – we had some stuff going for us, but we're just – we're having Browns luck. We're having Cleveland luck. Nothing is working out for us. This this goes into a question that people are asking now. Aaron Rodgers has come out and bashed it. Because of these injuries, is the NFL preseason worth it? Yes, because when we had the lockout, the injuries were worse. I mean, that it's it blows my mind that people are sitting here asking this question when, and I'm talking about players, when players are mm-hmm. asking this question, when it's like, my only, do you remember the lockout season when everybody got hurt because you guys didn't have OTAs? You guys had a quickened offseason. I mean, a long, elongated offseason, a quickened uh, preseason. Question. Yeah. What if we did the idea that's floating out there to where we take preseason First two are preseason, take the last two, add them to the regular season. This has definitely been talked about for for a long time. I don't hate it, but I don't like it. However, then you look at this year, Jordy Nelson gets hurt the game before regular season. Yeah. That's how it would work. Calvin Benjamin would too. Uh Um, You know, nothing, no matter what, players are going to get hurt and it's going to ruin seasons. Yeah. It's it's football. That's what there's always going to be that first round draft pick that has so much promise, so much hype, mm-hmm. and then he gets hurt. And you know what? And this made me think of when I watched the Jordy Nelson injury. Mm-hmm. It just looked like he just moved a little. He was thinking one step too far, 
than his body. Mm-hmm. That is a play that 9.5 out of 10 times, Jordy Nelson makes that turn exactly fine. It was just this fraction of a percent, like a percent, mm-hmm. where he just turned too quickly or maybe didn't just, maybe his uh, leg landed too straight and he turned and that ligament just snapped. You never know. Tore. I mean, that's, they always say any given Sunday for things for, you know, who's going to win a game. Anyone can win a game. Mm-hmm. But really, I mean, any given Sunday for injuries, you never know with those guys. That's what makes it such a dangerous sport sometimes. Uh, but, yeah, changing the preseason doesn't do anything. If you take too many games away, more people get hurt in the regular season because they don't have the time to warm up. But even you just don't have time to evaluate players. Mm-hmm. If you only have two games, that screws 30 plus players on the team who are competing mm-hmm. for spots, competing for practice squad spots even, who need to show something. And I think if you take away two games, you take away one game, all of a sudden it's going to be the starters don't play at all yeah. in the first game. Maybe a quarter in the second game, but they have to play the whole game in the third. Like, you know, it's just a weird thing because you have to be able to evaluate players. Well, and I you gotta it, know who your depth is. And I found it kind are. of funny that Aaron Rodgers got injured in the game on Sunday too, and he had ice around his, I think it was his throwing mm. shoulder. And everyone's like, Oh, look he, oh, he got injured. Is he okay? And Mike McCarthy's like, Yeah, our plan was into the second quarter. He got hit. Little stinger, we took him out. If it was a regular season game, he'd be playing. Yeah. And, you know, you got to ease guys back into it, too. Uh, and if it's your franchise quarterback, your baby, that's one of those things yeah. where it's like, you know what, come out of the game, it's only a preseason game. But it is a funny thing, though, with, and I'm not going to criticize Aaron Rodgers, really. Um, guy's an amazing quarterback, he's the best quarterback mm-hmm. in the NFL. But it is funny that the guy who gets hurt and has his star wide receiver get hurt says, Man, I hate the priesties. Yeah. Like, that's the kid who's saying, I didn't want to play football anyways because his team lost. You know, that's... I said I wasn't going to criticize Aaron Rodgers, then I criticized him. See, I'm I'm on the line about the preseason thing because I feel like you need it. Like you said, your body needs to adjust yep. from that offseason because I'm Sitting not... Sitting on the couch playing men. Well, okay, not everyone sits on the couch. They still train, but you still have to get your body football ready. Mm-hmm. You have to do that. There needs to be some type. Maybe, hey, if you're not going to add regular season games, maybe take some of the preseason games away, stretch out OTAs a little bit, so you're still getting that like that practice of training camp. But players always say. Players hate training camp. I get it. Yeah, they hate training camp, yeah. and they always say it's not. You never know. You never have the right feel. Mm-hmm. Your body is never ready until you're on the field against another team. Mm-hmm. That's when you're ready. Uh, and then you, but on the flip side of that, mm-hmm. then you see teams bring in other teams. You see yeah. the joint practices. A lot of teams and then doing they it fight. now. And then they fight. And it's like, you know what? Fuck it. We're just going to have separate practices. So it's like, great. You you you, you wanted this Can't have to nice see. Things. Can't have nice things. Yeah, it's exactly what you wanted. It's mm-hmm. like, this is what you wanted. And then you're going to fight with another team. Yeah, but I mean, that's, like DeAndre I mean, Hopkins they'll fight on with their own knocks. team, too. They'll fight with their own mm-hmm. team. Uh, like the like I saw DeAndre Op- uh-huh. Hopkins on Hard Knocks talking with D'Angelo Hall, and I'm just like, dude, just fucking ignore him. It's easy to say, just right? Fucking like it's easy to say. Well, and that's how I am. If someone's gonna talk shit to me, mm-hmm. I just ignore you. 
you're and not, show you on the field. That's, yeah, that would but, be my mentality. That's but we're not the it. super testosterone-driven football players on the field that are, you know, not roid-raging, but they're raging. Yeah. You well, know? That, I mean, that could be it, but anything. Mm-hmm. It, it could have been in, when I was in college because, I mean, people don't think of this, but with musicians, we're always fighting for who wants the the first part, who wants the second mm-hmm. part. If someone shit-talked me, I wouldn't shit-talk bad. I would just say, fuck it. I'm just going to play better than you. Sure. And I'm going to win this position battle and people, for music. People like Richard Sherman do that. You know, they well, say, I'm going to play better see, than mediocre Crabtree. And, that, and that's why I kind of see myself a little bit. No, let's not say Not this. as vocal. Let's not, let's not wait, go into Ricky sees himself as wait. Richard Sherman. Because <laughs> that is not, not going exactly. to fly. I will say this. I will not shit talk mm-hmm. beforehand. I will. Pr- I, I will shit talk after. Yeah, I, I'll beat after you. I know I was right. I'll I beat will talk you, that shit. and then I will shit talk you. That's how I work. I'll call you a mediocre Crabtree. <laughs> Get out of here on your mediocre team. <laughs> I I won't do anything beforehand. I'll say, oh, you know what? Let let the play do the talking. Then when I shut you down, I will shit talk you until you can't hear me. To be me fair, anymore. Richard Sherman just talks shit the entire time. <laughs> So I'm not exactly like Sherman. I would love to be like Sherman. I yeah, mean, come on. Uh, no, yeah, it's going to be... I, I just don't think there's good arguments on the side of, oh, we want player safety and stuff like that to get rid of preseason games. But then there's the other side of that of, yeah, but these guys got to warm up. I don't think you can do anything. I, I mean, I think the uh, every time we talk about moving things around in the playoffs mm-hmm. and in the regular season, adding games here and there, adding teams here and there, I'm like, no, the NFL is perfect. <laughs> it really is. You play 16 games. You have four to four practice games, yeah. which basically with those practice games, your starters play one and a half game mm-hmm. total. Uh, and then you have your, your 16 and your, the playoffs are perfect. Just don't touch anything. What All we got to do is re- Align the geographic regions, <laughs> ignore the rivalries. Go check out our other podcast where we did that. Um, Ricky and I really went out there and realigned the entire NFL. Uh, but yeah, it's just, I don't know. I feel bad for, I, I hate to say I feel bad for the Packers, but I feel bad for, for fans of the Packers because they just, they're such a good team. They are, I mean, really, they're one of the best teams out mm-hmm. there, but they just keep not having enough. And you got Aaron Rodgers, so that should be all you need, but it's not. Well, we mentioned them earlier in the podcast, the Houston Texans. Mm-hmm. Let's get to their big news. Because you said a guy from our personal fantasy football league, friend of ours, David Watt, texted you. Yeah. And was like, holy shit, Brian Hoyer's a starting quarterback? Yeah, what's going on? Brian Hoyer wins the job for the Houston Texans. To be fair, he beat Ryan Mallett. Who's not ever done anything other than be a backup? Well, and not that difficult. Eh, I mean, Hoyer. Okay, here's the thing. And I am only hard knocks. I will say I'm a little behind. Uh-huh. I've only watched the first episode. So oh, I gotta the, second, do some, the second one's a good one. I got to do some watching. But the thing I found interesting about what Bill O'Brien was saying on hard knocks was both these guys know the system. Hoyer and Mallet were both the backup under Brady, mm-hmm. and. To me, I had an inkling that Hoyer may win the job because He's the it, only one of experience. Well, it was a Real short. Experience. It was a short clip, but they were showing him. I can't. I can't remember. If, like, I didn't even know if the clip was from him this year or uh-huh. from him in New England. 
but it was just him in the film room with the lights off and, you know, the projector up. And he mm. goes, yeah, you know what? Like, Tom Brady does it this way. And you see him, he doesn't shuffle his feet and then he moves up. He's like, but because of him, that offensive line, these players just go around him and he's able to step up. That's why he mm. doesn't move his he doesn't move his feet that much. And I was like, huh, he could be the starter just because of how he's looking at the film. Then you look at the, and I know it's preseason, but the stats so far, Ryan Mal, this is game one. Ryan Mal played most of the time, 10 of 11, 90 yards. That was it. Had a rating of 100.8. Hoyer, two for four, touchdown, 67 yards, 135. Then the second one. Hoyer, 7 of 11, 52 yards, got sacked twice. Mallet, 5 of 7, 23 yards. I think it, the biggest thing for me, yeah, Brian Hoyer hasn't done anything too exciting. Mm-hmm. He had some good times in Cleveland, a place that's hard to have good times in, but nothing too exciting. But Ryan Mallet has no ex- real experience under his belt. I would just go... Brian Hoyer by default. I know that neither one of these guys are probably my quarterback of the future, but let's have Brian Hoyer do his thing because at least he has experience. Hey, Hoyer and you played just, well in Cleveland yeah. before he got injured on that Thursday night game against Buffalo. What he, was that, two years ago? He did okay. Um, he had, Like I said, he had good times. but We actually thought the Browns could make the playoffs that year before that injury. They looked like they had an opportunity, they were, they but were they're co- Cleveland, so they it were won't cooking, happen. They were cooking with some fire, man. But to, to bring it back to Mallet, Mallet just doesn't have any experience. Let him keep growing on the sidelines and let him keep learning for a little bit because mm-hmm. Brian Hoyer, the odds of Brian Hoyer playing all 16 games, fairly low, right? I mean, A wait, little bit. He's probably not going to start every single one of those games. Mm-hmm. Mallet will probably come in at some point, and even if Hoyer does start all those 16 games— you're going to probably be thinking about quarterback in the draft, right? And then it doesn't matter because you know Brian Hoyer is not the future. Mm-hmm. Brian Hoyer is not the future of any team in the NFL. He is just a guy who can come in. He can get the job done. He'll win you some games. He won't lose you too many games. And that's all you can ask for. Hoyer has been in the league for seven seasons now. Mm-hmm. His first action was in 2009. He played about few games in New England, like 5-5-5-3 five, 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 over his three seasons there. Played about two games in Arizona in 2012. In Cleveland, three games in 2013. I think that was the injury season, though. Last year, played 14 games for the Cleveland Browns. However, Ryan Mallett, He's been in the league five seasons. He's only seen games in two of them, 12 and 14. I just don't, you know, maybe they think they have something great in Ryan Mallett. But to me, I think it was just kind of a low-risk, high-reward. Ryan Mallett is still a good backup for Houston to have. And the reason I say that is both these guys know the system Mm -hmm. O'Brien wants to run. Sure. Because... Like he said on Hard Knocks, it's a similar system to what we ran in New England with a few changes. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, if you think Brian Hoyer is the guy to go with, sure, go with him. However, Mm -hmm. I still don't think it matters because you're not going to win the AFC South. No, you won't. Uh, I mean, you you do have, well, Arian Foster is gone. So you really don't have the ability to compete too much. He should only miss the first two weeks, I think. 
Is it only two? I thought it was going to be. I'm going to double check. I myself. thought it was going to go into like four or five or something like that. I'm going to look it up, but I believe the last thing I heard was only first two weeks. So that's not too bad. That really isn't. If it is those two weeks, because those two weeks are winnable games either way, even without Arian Foster. Um, so you're going to be competing for the playoffs for a wild card spot. Uh, but I think either way, I don't think switching Brian Hoyer out with Ryan Mallett or keeping Hoyer in as opposed to Mallett, I don't think it wins you or loses you any games. I mean, this either one is, of these guys are going to be about the same. I'm looking at an article right now on HoustonTexans.com. This was about seven hours ago from us recording right now. It says that Foster suffered his injury during team's week through training camp practice. He has not participated since. But stills on the active roster. There's no current uh, official timetable for his return. That's However, with him still being on the active roster, that's not a bad thing. Sure, he will. Come, I guess he will come back this season. That's the thing. We hope. And I mean, I feel like Brian Hoyer can get by without him, but mm-hmm. I don't think it matters because the Colts run away with this division. Yeah, and like like I'm saying, either one of these guys. You know, just they're the same thing, basically. Let's you don't say, have anything. Too let's say he does miss better. the first four games. Mm-hmm. He play the Texans play home against the Chiefs, winnable game. At Carolina, winnable game, especially without Calvin Benjamin. At home against famous Jameis, winnable game. At Atlanta, I would side with Atlanta because I like Dan Quinn, but mm. winnable game. Yeah, they can do it. And then you get. Uh, Indianapolis on a Then you get your first beatdown. Yeah, your first beatdown of the season. Yeah. Exactly. The first of not too many beatdowns. There's not going to be too many beatdowns for the Texans. The Texans. They're a good team. The Colts, maybe the Dolphins. Patriots. The Patriots, and then the Colts again. Yeah. Maybe the Bills, but but the Bills don't have a quarterback. Let's calm down here. They don't have a quarterback. Let's calm down here. If you're going to say maybe anyways, it's maybe (laughs) the Bengals. Or the Saints. Maybe. Maybe the Saints. Because Drew Brees can sling it to anyone, but... I mean, with the Texans... If he doesn't have, you know, Vince Wilfork sitting on his face. The Texans, I will say, I feel sorry for someone on the Texans. I feel sorry for J.J. Watt. Mm-hmm. J.J. Watt's the kind of guy, especially after watching Hard Knocks, I watched that first episode and I go, wow, I want you to win a Super Bowl. But it probably won't happen in Houston. Wait, wait until you watch him flip a thousand pound tire. Yeah, that was in that episode. Oh, then you saw episode two. Did I? No, I didn't. Where I'm he pretty was, sure you did. Where he said, yeah, I flipped it like 56. That was an episode. I'm pretty 61. sure that was an episode no, two. No, that was episode one because I, I only know. watched the first one. Well, you know what? We're going to have to watch it right now on this podcast <laughs> and find out. No, that was. That Stay was, tuned, everybody. That was number one. We're not I, going anywhere. I know it was number one because now, my Comcast stopped the, working. The other thing about, about the Texans, Brian Cushing's in a, a madman. He is I insane. Love Brian Cushing. He is so insane in episode two. Is he? Like, they're just showing him. And I know he's, he seems like he's actually a pretty decent guy. Mm-hmm. But, like, they just, something about, like, the way that HBO films it and edits it, he just looks like the biggest tool in the world. Really? Because he's just constantly on everybody's ass all the time. And it's, it's kind of fun. Like, it's, I think he means it well, mm-hmm. but just the editing of it makes him look a little bit kind of bad because he's just constantly, like, insulting players, his teammates being like, no, I'm better than you. Nope, I'm better than you. Well, they want to edit it to make it seem Yeah, they're trying to add the drama to yeah. it and stuff like that. But, like, they just make him come across not good. But I will, Brian Cushing is I such a say, phenomenal player, such a madman. Since we've been talking about hard knocks, Mike Zimmer of uh, 
the Vikings made a Vikings comment. fame. Yes, he, he made a comment where he doesn't think Hard Knocks is necessarily a bad thing. And I was like, great, next year is going to be Minnesota. No, who wants to I'm watch like, great. that? Who wants to Young watch quarterback that? Adrian Peterson? By now, then, you know who I you're would hoping lo- he's established you know who, quarterback. You know who I would love to see on Hard Knocks? Who? The Bears. I want to see Jay Cutler on Hard Knocks with John Fox. Well, it would have been more fun if you had Brandon Marshall <laughs> there still, because so, Brandon Marshall oh, would be the oh, limelight. Could you imagine this year, Hard Knocks, Jets, mm-hmm. actually seeing the face Because punch? Brandon Marshall, well, that would have been great, but Brandon Marshall <laughs> would just be crying all the time, being like, I like miss Jay. I miss Jay. And then be like, Fucking hate Jay. <laughs> guy's the worst. I was the only buddy who stood up to him. One team for next year you'd want to see on Hard Knocks. Um, I do honestly think that the if the Adam, Bears Adam Gase if he's still there, I think that the Bears would be fun to have. Mostly because of Martellus Bennett. He's mm-hmm. awesome. Jay Cutler will be Jay Cutler, and he'll inspire people mm-hmm. to hate him even more because he's not gonna give a fuck while he's there. It's gonna be awesome. Uh, and the team is. Got such a great coaching staff improving and actually making this team look competent. But to not be a little bit of a homer, even though I don't really want the Chicago Bears to be on there because I don't mm-hmm. want any I don't want any problems out there uh being kind of showcased to the world. If I could pick anybody, I think I would have fun with the Patriots. Gronkowski. Oh, that would never happen though, because Tom Belichick. Brady being Tom Brady and everybody kind of <laughs> sort of hating the fact that he's Tom Brady, but loving him because he wins games. And then games. you would totally see the whole. Because uh, I think uh, Hoyer or Mallet even mentioned it on Hard Knocks. We're like, yeah, with Tom Brady, you really he just really didn't tell you anything. According to Tom Brady, he doesn't have a backup. <laughs> There's no other quarterbacks on I the roster Gar- as far I as love he's Garoppolo's answer though. Yeah, you know, I mean, Tom's a soft-spoken guy, so I kind of just watch instead of, uh, it's not really talking, it's just watching mm. what he does and I would just from that. I would just love, because I feel like Tom, I could be completely wrong, but I feel like Tom Brady's the guy in the locker room who makes a lot of jokes, nobody laughs at him, but he's <laughs> laughing himself. He's like, right guys? Yeah, that was a good joke, high five, and nobody does it. Is it kind of like when, uh, what was it, the long snappers making fun of J.J. Watt? And JJ Watt walks by like God, the wife of an NFL specialist, <laughs> and he's yeah, JJ Watts. Although the impressions were pretty good, but JJ Watt just does not care. He's like, nope. Mm-mm. Wasn't he doing the macho man? Yeah, oh Randy yeah, Savage. he was Your having biceps fun up there. Might be the biggest. Oh yeah, it was good. It was a good Randy Savage impression. Uh, as old as a reference as Randy <laughs> Savage I, is at this point. R.I.P. Rest yeah, in peace, Macho right. Man Randy Savage. Yeah, I, I would say the Patriots would be cool to see. Um, I would just the Jets this year or the Bills with Rex Ryan. Because I feel like Rex, man, Ryan Rex Ryan would be a again. funny guy to be on Hard Knocks. He already was. I know. Again. Yeah. I think, you know, what would be fun too. Cleveland. No, not Cleveland. Sadness. I don't, I don't want to cry. Uh, is to see the Buccaneers out there while they still have <laughs> Lovey Smith and they still got Jameis Winston in there. That'll be a fun combination just because it'll be weird. It just it just won't end super well. Then you get to see interviews like uh, when famous Jameis beat Duke. You yeah. get to hear that all the time then on Hard Knocks. And I, all I the think time. The fun thing about that will be because I mean we can Jameis Winston is not known for giving good interviews. No, not at all. So it'll just be fun to see him interact with his fellow <laughs> players because that'll be great. So many uh, so many YouTube clips just waiting to happen. Oh, I would love it. Well, that is going to do it. We're going to actually end the pie. Unless there's anything you 
want to throw in Mark? I feel like we're getting towards the end. Of- the only the only thing I will say, uh, Packer fans, I'm sure you already wrote up and left your comments. They uh, probably left the comments and left the podcast yeah, by now. We don't like. Don't get upset, guys. Ten wins is good. You're still in the playoffs. You're still going to do fine. One and done is okay. I mean, that's what you're getting used to, right? My Bears aren't even in the playoffs, all right, guys? My Vikings beat you in the playoffs. Oops, spoiler alert. That's never going to happen. Ricky's talking about Madden. (laughs) But that is going to do it for the onside kick this week. I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. If you liked it, go ahead, hit that like button. If you loved it, hit the subscribe button. Check the... Info description area for MVP t-shirt, iTunes links. You can listen to the podcast on, like Mark says, your fancy web phone. And for our Twitter, Facebook, all that good stuff. You can follow me on Twitter at Ricky Widmer, Brand, or Mark. Ooh, yeah, don't, don't follow time, Brandon Swanson. Thinking this is the primetime podcast, but you can follow at Mark at the, with two E's, Mark Weber, Most Valuable Podcast is at Most Valuable Pod. I want to thank you guys for listening to our podcast today. And as always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.